0: Hi, welcome to Focus on Women, a platform we created to help support all women in the photography and video arena. From photographers and directors to producers and creative directors, stylists to assistants, and more. Our mission is to give women a seat at the table and involve them in community through networking events, workshops, mentoring, and mentorship. In season two, we start by talking to one of our co-founders, Mary Dale, from Big Leo Productions. And from there, we continue chatting with more amazing female creatives, learning how they got their start, how they are dealing with COVID, and what keeps them going. We are thrilled for you to tune in and hope you will leave us a review and make sure to subscribe. Hi, I'm Tracy, the founder of Focus on Women, and today's guest is Tracy Davis. Tracy and I met at a recent Focus on Women's networking event in LA. Her path to where she is now started at the Rhode Island School of Design, and from there she went to London to the University of Manchester to study historical and contemporary photography. I'm super excited to have her here, so let's welcome Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. Good. Well, I'm super interested to hear about your path um, to how you got into photography and art directing. Um, I am an art history major, so historical photography kind of piqued my interest when I saw that come across on your bio. Can you tell us a little bit of maybe how you, you know, what led you first, I guess, to the Rhode Island School of Design? And we'll start there. Sure. Okay. Yeah.
1: So um, I was lucky enough to grow up right outside of New York City. I grew up on Long, on Long Island, New York. And it's a great place where it's suburbs, but also you have access to all the wonderful things about New York City. And so in high school, I was able to take art classes at some of the best art schools in New York. They have amazing high school programs. And so I always knew I wanted to do something with art and was able to kind of suss out what that was in high school, which was super valuable. At first I wanted to do, I thought I wanted to do fashion, Um, took some classes at FIT and decided it was not for me. And so then my Eyes were set on photography, and I got to take some classes at um, School of Visual Arts. And I actually got to take some classes. My parents were amazing and sent me to Parsons Paris to take a a photography class uh, with photojournalists there for the summer. Kind of the summer, I was building my portfolio for college, and so had my eyes set on RISD. Um, I had a high school photo teacher that went to RISD and kind of encouraged how great it was and. I didn't want to be in New York City. I was in New York City a lot throughout high school and thought I had to get out of New York. The right decision. Um, I ended up at RISD and I I loved it. It was a truly difficult four years, but something that I look back on and miss and kind of appreciate how crazy it was because I truly use it to this day, everything that I've learned there. Wow. Wow. It really gave me a foundation for kind of what I could do, not just giving me tools and, and teaching me like how to use Photoshop and how to how to take a picture, but truly a foundation of skills that, you know, if I don't know how to do something or, you know, if I've never done something and a client is like, hey, can you do this? I have full confidence that I can figure it out because I was kind of dealt that almost every day at RISD. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, well, you have to figure it out and you have to do it well. And so you do. And then you realize, oh, wow, I can figure these things out and I can like do these well. And it kind of gives you that empowering, um, kind of sense of, I can tackle anything. I have this like foundation art and design and yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah. And so after that, it was 2009 when I graduated, so a really terrible year. <laughs> it's kind of reminding me of right now, the poor poor kids who are graduating right now. I, I feel for them. I get it. Yes. It was really scary for all of us. It was you know, we were all graduating with a BFA in photography,
0: going out into the world. Um, How are we going to make money?
1: Yes. How are we going to make money? And and RISD, as amazing as it is, it's a very conceptual program. They are not kind of teaching you how to be a commercial photographer. They give you those skills to be an incredible artist and photographer, but they're not telling you, you know, this is how you approach a client. This is how you deal with clients and (laughs) Um, this is where you get work (laughs) right right yeah so I kind of took that and was like well I love photography so much I want to work in a museum I want to work with photographers I want to work with artists and so that's when I applied for that program in London
0: yeah Uh, tell us about that program it sounds amazing yeah it was one of very I think
1: at the time and I'm not completely sure about this. I think University of Arizona and that program were the only ones where it was a grad program where you could specifically only study the history of photography. And so I was up to Europe and wanted to go to Europe. So I went, I chose that one. And so I got to not think about getting a job for another year and a half or so. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to delay this situation. Um Sure. Right. I think a lot of people at the time were thinking about, they are like, well, grad school, now's time. And so I got to go live in Europe for a year and a half, and it was amazing. I got a very different education over in England. It was a little bit more diverse, a little bit more global than... I think what I got in US mm-hmm. schools mm-hmm. I ended up doing my dissertation on Islamic feminism and contemporary Iranian photography. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so I got I got really interested in the Middle East. I got really interested in their photography practice and and women in Iran and how they use photography and just as a tool to basically communicate to the world what's going on because they, they really didn't have a voice through words, um, because of their government. And so that made their photography so incredibly important to them and like the way that we view their country. I think that I just wasn't seeing in contemporary art in America at the time. And so it was really exciting for me, um, to get the opportunity to spend so much time learning about it and so much time learning about those artists and what their, their struggles and kind of what they're trying to say. So that was amazing. And then, and then school was done. And then I had to figure out how to get a job again. And so I interned. luckily I'm from New York. And so I was very, it was a really nice opportunity where I could live at home and, and figure out how to, how to work in New York and, and not have to deal with New York rent prices quite yet. And mm-hmm. so I interned everywhere. I interned at this great art publication called Badoon. It is a Middle Eastern art and culture magazine, um, quarterly print, really cool magazine. I believe it's still going. Um, and I did image research for them during the Arab spring, which was really cool. And then I got into museums where I was an intern at the Guggenheim and then the Met. Fantastic. <laughs> where I finally, got a real job where they paid me at the Brooklyn Museum doing their image, digital imaging. So I did a lot of their high risk scanning up until 2005. I believe the Brooklyn Museum was still shooting film. And so all wow. of their film had to be digitized. And high res scanned, and even a lot of their incredible Egyptian collection is still all on glass, glass negatives. So it was a really cool experience to work with those digitizing, retouching. A lot of the glass plates were broken, so having to like re kind of rework those so that they looked correct. And Hmm. uh, I mean, the glass negatives still to this day were incredible, their quality was just so much better. So that was a really cool experience, but I got kind of like, as much as museums are incredible and I love museums, it wasn't a very creative experience for me Mm -hmm. as much as I thought it would be. And so I was like, well, I have to change, I have to change this. (laughs) And startups at the time in New York were getting really hot. It was like a really fuzzy thing to, you know, be a young person at a startup and all the startup looking for young people. And so I was like, I'm going to find a job at a startup. Like that seems like the complete opposite thing I could do to, to a museum. And so I worked really hard. It took me a really long time. I finally got a foot in the door at a startup called Zola, which is a wedding registry. And it was just a registry back then in 2014. It was Right at their one-year anniversary, that I I got in there, and it's an e-commerce. It, it was a beautiful e-commerce. Like at the time, it was just a different experience than I had ever seen for an e-commerce. Really, with a focus on design and how the site looked and the shopping experience, something that I think a lot of stores back in 2014 weren't quite thinking about yet. I think there were a few a few people that were you know, like the food 52 people and like that kind of thing, like they were really paying attention to their e-commerce and how it looked. And for me, that was really exciting to see a brand that really invested in what they looked like. And so I was, they hired me on temporarily and I worked on their photography and luckily they took me on full time and I was there for four and a half years. Nice. Yeah. Yeah working and built their photography program eventually turned into photo and video and let's see when I left we were we had a whole 1000 square foot studio in Brooklyn that I I built and ran and it was an amazing experience I think because I didn't have corporate or commercial photography experience I was in the you know Nonprofit museum world, everything was slow and clunky and old. And (laughs) this was very different. This was, you know, we built it from a table in the front of the office where we shot all the products to a full studio in Industry City, Brooklyn. And I was able to, one, build my portfolio because we worked with so many different brands and there wasn't really a season. So we were constantly shooting. We were constantly for a a wedding registry. It's not like, um, a fashion brand that has a spring collection or something that is kind of, you know, has a look to it. Like we were just constantly reshooting products. And we had over, I think there's around 3000 images going through retouching each month. Wow.
0: And were you doing the retouching as well as shooting?
1: Yeah. So I was doing ever, I was doing the art direction. I was for the photography and I was doing the the photography. I was doing the production for most of my time there and the retouching. But nice. It was really, yeah, it was crazy. We did have a, a retoucher for small things that, you know, like putting backgrounds on products and that kind of thing. So I managed that and that was overseas. And yeah, it, it really allowed me to figure out what i wanted to kind of specialize next in um because i kind of had my foot in every aspect of photo production and like a set so as as much as it was crazy and unsustainable for my life (laughs) it was a great experience because i also it was just me like I got to experiment in the studio. I wasn't surrounded by, you know, a ton of people watching the clock and watching the photos and, and you, know, you know, time is money kind of thing. Like, what, like, what are we shooting? I could spend a, a half a day figuring out how could we think about lighting differently and how could I learn that? And hmm. um, I think that was kind of really valuable for me, for the, my like first like big beginning of my career.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great experience to have because I think, you know, product photography isn't necessarily all that glamorous, but as we all know, there's a ton of e-commerce out there and, and, you know, it's also not as glamorous to be, I guess, considered an in-house photographer for some people. So, but it is a great place to start because you do have your, you get to sort of have a more well-rounded almost experience It's not just being the shooter. It's being, it's thinking about the whole look of the website and consistency and how does it all work together? And I think those are great skills to have as a photographer.
1: Oh yeah. It taught me like art direction, like how is this looking together? How is exactly. And as an in-house photographer, you're asked to do anything and everything. So, you know, if we needed portraits of our CEO, that was me. (laughs) I had to figure out how to make that look great and you know different from a wine glass and you know anything that kind of came up you have to figure it out and make it look great and I think that is a really valuable experience especially as a young photographer to be nimble and to be open to learning and taking things on like I kind of referenced earlier like I think that was what my education kind of gave me that confidence to take that on and be like okay a portrait all right I've never done a like formal portrait but like let's do it okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) Um, I think sometimes you work better I always think of that or or talk about that with my photographers that sometimes your best work is when you've been challenged with something that you're uncomfortable with right and it's it's the art of figuring it out and realizing that you are a problem solver, and that is basically what your job is, ninety percent of the time, so
1: yeah, so. yeah, and the you know I can't even tell you the times that you know the lights stopped like I had a light blow on me, and it was you know we were there were, were actual models in the room where we had to figure out, all right, well, we have to get this shot done. what else, how else can we light this room, just being cool under that kind of pressure and being like all right well I know how this lighting works I know that I would like we pre-lit and we did this like this way but obviously it has to change and it has to, we to figure this out in about 20 minutes so <laughs> and yeah. you do that and then going forward you're like oh okay I can you know I did that it worked out it was fine and you yeah. know we can figure this out you know? right yeah those
0: are great skills to have so yeah. so from there where did you after Zola what was next for you
1: yeah. So I really wanted to do something different. I had been there for four and a half years and I was like, I am not learning anything anymore. I need to grow in a different way. I, it was like, you know, every day I was like, all right, this is like, I've done this before. Let's do it again. You know, <laughs> I was ready for something new. And so I got a job at the wing, which it was, is a uh, women's co working and private clubs. They have locations in New York, LA, Chicago, Boston, they have one in London. Um, and they were really young at the time, a really young startup needed help figuring out what photography was to their brand, like how they use photography, um, how they scaled photography remotely in their locations. And so for me, that was like a really different thing. It was like more about problem solving and kind of strategy and photography strategy and and working with photographers and giving them direction. And so, and because it was a women's club, we were encouraged to um, do everything in our power to only hire women. Um, So for me, that was really exciting to find great women photographers, hire them because I know how hard it is for women to kind of rise up the ranks in photography. And so that was really fun in in the sense that I got to interact with a lot of women photographers all over the country and a lot of different types of photographers because we had anything from like high-end interiors photography, there was events photography, there was cafes in every space, so there was food photographers, so lots of different types of people. And so that was kind of a skill that I always wanted to gain at Zola, but we never worked with outside photographers. And so that to me was the exciting part. And actually there was a photographer that I worked with. I hired at the wing that I met at the, at the networking event that you guys held. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it really just brought in my community as well, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think having, Someone who is a photographer and knows how to communicate and knows the, knows the limitations and situation that you're sending this photographer into. I think that's really valuable for both parties, for the client and the photographer. And just yeah, knowing their language and giving them a heads up, like, Hey, this is a crazy space. Like there's windows everywhere, (laughs) giving you a heads up, like we might want to start early, like, you know, things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. just kind of knowing those, having that back knowledge, I think was really valuable. But from there, I was there for about six months and it was great. And I was just ready to leave New York. I was, you know, I was born and raised outside the city. And ended up there because it was the place where I could live for free. And so I was like, this is great. And I'm building my career, but I really want to get out to California. My sister had moved out to the the Bay Area about three years earlier. And so I had been going back and forth to California a a bunch since then. And so I was like, I have to do it. I have to try it. Um, And so I got a job with FabFitFun and they moved me out to LA and nice here I am in LA. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. And were you um, an in-house shooter for FabFitFun?
1: No. So actually that was a really big shift for me is that I became, I was their associate photo art director. Ah. And so instead of, and I was working with their in-house photographers. So for me, it was going from the being like the only person doing photography to a team of i think 10 people, 10 or 11 people wow. doing photography which was super exciting. You know, people were there to do one job and I was like, wait, I just have to do one job? Like <laughs> like this is like not a luxury. Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like awesome, like can't wait and the team there is amazing. Like a bunch of producers, a retoucher in house two amazing in-house photographers. And so it was just... And I got to work with fashion and beauty for the first time, which my most of my background was kind of food, home, lifestyle. And so getting to work with more models and and different types of products was a really great experience. And just working with that many people, I think it's just... There's like a different level of communication. There's a different level of preparation. And and it's just a different, yeah, it's a different experience than being one or two people on set, you know, figuring, doing some product photography. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my time at FabFitFun did come to an end. And I decided that was the moment where I was going to go freelance. I had originally planned to go freelance to move out to California because I was so excited to just get to California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll save up a bunch of money. I have contacts there you know, New York and LA, there's a lot of people who straddle those cities. And so it was very seamless for me. And so I had planned to do that before and the job kind of came up and I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to be an idiot. I'm going to take a job. (laughs) (laughs) And the job sounded great. And so I've been doing freelance now for a few months and through mostly contacts on beauty and food and consumer packaged goods, products and I'd always done a little bit of freelance on the side to do just to like switch it up because when you work in house and you're working on the same product all the time, you get kind of kind of worn down from it. Sure. And just to keep your creative juices flowing, I think it's really a nice thing to be able to do on the side. The tra-
0: Tracy, you're actually shooting now or art directing? Yeah, freelance both. shooting. Okay.
1: Yeah, so I'm doing both. So I'm I'm working with a, a couple companies, helping them figure it out figuring out photo strategy and art direction and then also doing the photography for them yeah. nice
0: nice yeah that's great and what and how does it feel to be kind of in charge of your own thing but also sort of in charge of your own calendar right you kind of have um and you could do more than one project so that must be a nice feeling too
1: Yeah, it's definitely different. I'm definitely used to a different pace. And I think it's going to take some time to kind of readjust and reorient myself. I'm a person who's used to, you know, a lot of structure and a lot of routine. And so I need to kind of figure out what that routine looks like in my freelance life. And that was starting to come around. But this COVID thing kind of, (laughs) I think, thrown everyone for,
0: um, COVID has kind of thrown everyone for a loop and yeah yeah. Yeah. so what's the focus now for you?
1: The focus now is just trying to I think get some great clients that I can work with on more of a, a cadence and and figure out who are my clients that I can work with on a monthly basis and then who are the people who you know reaching out and figuring out who are these brands that I kind of want to work with that don't need photography constantly, but kind of need one off shoots. I have focused on small brands because they don't have in-house creative teams. They don't have, um, you know, an in-house photographer. They sometimes don't even have an in-house art director or anything. And so they really need that guidance. And it's that for me is kind of exciting. It kind of brings me back to like everything I did in the startup world Mm -hmm. and, you know, to communicate with people who aren't creatives and and being able to talk to them about what do they envision their brand as and actually showing them visually what that could look like, whereas they haven't had that before. So that's kind of what I've been focused on because I love that. I don't want to just be a photographer where I, I come into an idea and I see it and I just execute on someone else's idea kind yes. of went toward art direction instead of being an in-house photographer, like keep going up that in-house photography route. It kind of sucks that, you know, as a photographer in an in-house role, the higher you go, the kind of more, um, technical it becomes and you kind of lose that, that creativity and photographers mm-hmm. have so much creativity and, and the ability to see things differently than i think a lot of people in like graph like with a graphics background or a different illustration background like we all see things like in a different way and i think it's such a loss to big companies when they use photographers as just technical people instead of creatives because they're all creatives so being able to work with small companies i think you get more leeway or they're more interested in hearing about what is a this creative strategy you're thinking of and right um,
0: right they rely more on on um, your other skill set for sure because it's true I think um, photographers yeah photographers can easily get kind of pigeonholed into just being the technical side when there's a big team behind them right of creative directors and Art directors and producers yeah <laughs> um it's a different yeah it is a different world and I think in the last few years there's definitely been so many of those small brands started in LA and the Bay Area for sure lots of new clothing and beauty and wellness and and uh, mm-hmm. and they're all on kind of shoestring budget but also like you know they're just keeping it tight and they just want one person who can kind of give them everything they need. Yeah.
1: And I totally get that. If like, you can have, you know, if you're in-house creative, you need a graphic designer. And so they end up being the art director and, and that totally makes sense. But I think, I hope that in the future that like, as these companies grow, that they invest in photography. And I think the companies out there that have invested in photography are ones that I think are doing really well and and to me show just how engaging a brand can be online, especially now that everything is online. Mm-hmm. Um, if your brand has invested in photography, like it is probably a much stronger brand right now than if it has <laughs> invested in their retail stores or visual merchandising or something like that super important
0: and are you also experimenting on the video side then for those kind of clients
1: um I can do gifs and some stop motion (laughs) is technically still photography um (laughs) (laughs) I Have experimented a little bit. It's just for me. It's a very different way of thinking. For me, it's a very different way of working as well. A very different skill set. At Zola, we had a videographer who had those skills, and um, I would assist and help where I could because I knew how lighting works. I know how cameras work, and I would help her like as a second hand. But I, you know, still have a ways to go in learning video. Um, It's really hard for me to like, there's more skills that I obviously want to learn. I want to learn more about type and graphic design. I want to learn more about video. And it's like companies and brands kind of want everything from you these days. It's like, how do you choose what specialty you want to focus on? And I find that really hard to kind of grapple with like what, like being a, a specialist in one 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 field, I think, is harder right now unless you are a freelancer and they come to you for your specific point of view or skill. Mm -hmm. If you're in-house, you're very much expected to have a wide range of skills that don't even really make sense to me, (laughs) 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 that don't relate at all, but they seem to think so. But, yeah, I'm always trying to learn new things, trying to keep up with how – photography is moving and obviously want to learn more about motion and do more motion, but do feel that it is a very different brain and it's a very different way of of looking at a project and a concept and executing on it. Yeah,
0: for sure. And I think now I feel a little bit now with the change, you know, with people being in shelter for eight weeks plus in some places and as retailers are finally getting their toe back in the door and trying to figure out what they're going to do for imagery. And I think that things, the pace is going to go back to being slower and they're not going to be able to ask that photographer to do all those other things. You know what I mean? They're, they're possibly going to have to consider oh, video is going to have to just be somebody else at a different time. Let's just focus on getting what we need for the e-com or whatever it is. You know, I think stop motion and GIF that's easy, right? Cause it is really still, still photography. So that's easy to provide at the same time, but it won't be like it used to be where a photographer is hired and they're expected, you know, maybe they bring in a videographer to be with them, but they're expected to kind of crank out all the stills and then, okay, now keep all the lighting and let's go into the video portion. You know, like the, we yeah. just don't have that kind of bandwidth right now to, yeah. to sustain it safely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes and everything is everything feels a little slower right now even for me like for the few I've been getting um some decent uh content social content work like during this like shutdown and mm-hmm. and it's great and amazing but it also t- it's taking me three times as long because I'm alone and trying to you know I'm styling it I'm producing it I'm I have to clean up each shot move on I have no one you know right and I'm realizing everything that I could get done in a day before takes at least yeah. two days now <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah 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 I think that's that's an important um thing to realize for everybody going back is that it's just it's going to be slower Um, so let's talk about, um, I mean, you've had an amazing career so far for someone young, um, (laughs) and you've done so many great things. And I feel like you have such great skill sets to go in different ways. Um, and I love the art directing background towards photography. I think a lot of, um, Art directors actually kind of come up through the art directing world and then later in life go Oh, i'm going to become a photographer now and they do make in my opinion some of the best photographers because they just have this Overall sense of what a story should be and they can think You know of the entire concept in one capture, you know and figure that out on their own, which is really a great skill um is does anything stand out for you or any person stand out like a mentor or anything that sort of keeps you inspired from all of those great jobs you've had?
1: You know, I was thinking about this question last night and I actually, you know, don't have a professional mentor that I can think of that I'm like, Oh, I, you know, I go back to them for advice or like something like that. But I I will say that I think what has really driven my inspiration and my creativity and my drive to be a professional creative has been the community I surround myself with. So my friends and the people that I've met on set, you know, other freelancers I've worked with that I've actually become great friends with and just the people that, you know, even friends that I grew up with who aren't in the arts that are writers, some that are, you know, in science that are just, you know, paving their own way and are really smart women who are doing their own thing. And to me, like surrounding yourself with these types of women, that I think is my ultimate, um, you know, driving force in, my my um, success and and my drive to do great work and and kind of figure out what what that means for me
0: right right I think that um, that's one of focus on women's goals right is about networking and and mentoring and sort of how how those two play within the community because I think women have such a great ability of being in a community and networking. And like, that's part of their nature a little bit more than men, not to say that men don't have that also, but I think women tend to do better in a community type of environment and they pay it forward, so to speak. So um, those are the kinds of inspirations that um, are really important. I think for any, anybody in a career, right, is sort of who can I connect with, you know, how do I network, who do I stay in touch with, because you just never know down the line where you could, you know, reuse that resource. Yeah,
1: yeah. I completely agree. I think most of my, most of my jobs and freelance and in-house have been through, you know, reaching out to people and reaching out to people I know, and even women on, I've reached, I've done cold reach outs to women on LinkedIn and they have gone to bat for me. I don't know why, but they have. And it, you know, feels really great. And I try to myself pay that forward as much as I can. You know, if even, you know, when I was in the role of hiring, like I knew, you know, I'm not always going to be in the role of hiring. Like, how do I, you know, if someone is reaching out to me, I'm going to respond to them because I will be in their position one day where I'm (laughs) reaching out to someone and it's really nice to at least just hear a response. Right. And and so, you know, I think that my dedication to kind of paying it forward and like um, my community of, of people that I've worked with has really been the driving force for me as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. And, um, oh my gosh, we could keep going on and on. Like, I'd love to know more about your, um, your project with the Middle Eastern women and photography. Like that's a whole nother topic. We'll have yeah. to do a whole other podcast on that. It sounds <laughs> yeah, we, so fascinating. <laughs> Another day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But to sort of wrap it all up, um, can you give any kind of tips to maybe some young women who are, you know, just graduating or, le- or you know, entering into the world? Maybe they've been in art school, maybe they've been in photography school, or maybe they're just, you know, haven't studied it, but now that's their passion and they want to move forward.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think my first thing was go back to your community, build it, nurture it, make sure that that is your priority and, um, you know connect with other creatives and, and see if they want to just, you know, on a Saturday, do some work together. And, you know, if, even if you don't have a job right now, or even if you, you know, are not getting any responses from anyone, like reach out to other creatives, because I'm sure they're in the same boat and, you know, do some work, work on your portfolio. My other tip, and I think I think about this a lot going forward in my life. I'm in my almost mid thirties now. And I think that in my twenties, I really had a lot of goals for myself. And I really had a lot of like, um, a way of thinking what I should be doing and what I, what jobs I should be doing and what types of companies I should be working for. And I think that really hurt whatever could have happened. Um, whatever could have come my way I wasn't open to it because I had this drive and this focus on exactly what I thought I should be doing and I think keeping yourself open to what's out there and kind of how life steers you is something I would go back and try to work on more in my in my early 20s um and being more open to you know a, a, a weird photo job that you think well this is not what I want to do. You never know what that will lead to. You never know who you'll meet. You know, um, me being so focused on working at museums kind of held me back from doing commercial work. And I love commercial work. If you had asked me when I graduated, oh, like you would be doing commercial work. I would say, no, never. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's not my goal. Like, um, but it's actually wildly creative to do commercial work. Like there's money behind it and you can do really cool things. Um, Something that I wasn't really um, exposed to when I was younger and aware of, I have this kind of sense of, of what, you know, what I looked like on the outside, what my resume looked like. And I think as a creative and as a photographer, who's trying to figure out what they want to do, I think, try everything. um, If, you know, And you never know what might surprise you.
0: Yeah, I think that's great advice. So thank you so much, Tracy, for your time today and for sharing your story. Can you tell people where to find you so they can check out your work? Sure,
1: Um, you can find me. um, My website is um, Tracy, T-R-A-C-I-E dash Davis, D-A-V-I-S dot com. Um, I'm based in LA, obviously been going up and down from SF to LA and in New York a lot, since that's my technical home. Um, (laughs) And yeah, you can reach out to me. My email address is on my
0: website and feel free. Anyone can please do. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, We will... um, We would love for everyone to leave us a review. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify. Check out focusonwomen.org for any upcoming workshopping and networking. Hopefully we'll be able to do that uh, later this summer. And uh, everyone keep safe and keep your creative juices flowing.